Welcome into the 20th episode of the Pinewood Perspective. We got a little fun one ready for you guys today. It's the playoffs. It's it's always fun when it's postseason. Um, Wildcard recap, Mike Mayock is out as the GM of the Raiders. We're going to dive into our divisional round uh, predictions, break down each game. Uh, in honor of the 20th episode, uh, I'm going to give you guys the hottest take so far through 20 episodes. I'm going to play it for the guys. You guys are going to be able to hear it as well. It is it is my take. I, I have had, you know, one of the hottest takes on here. And then we're going to we're going to start something new here. We're going to just we're going to call it football question from each of us. E- each of us is going to ask a football question. No one. No, each of us don't know what it is. Could be trivia, uh, an opinion, whatever. And then we're going to dive into it. Just a random football question. I'm Will G. I'm B. White. I'm Justin Matthews. And this is the Pinewood Perspective. A weak ass wild card weekend. That shit was trash. I mean, it, it, it just wasn't fun. I didn't enjoy any of the games except for Raiders Bengals. And I mean, like the last five minutes of the Cowboys game. I don't know about you guys. I know, Justin, you went six and oh on your predictions. Absolutely. Uh, B Money struggled a little bit, but I liked his picks. I liked his picks. You know, you could, you could argue all of the picks. Except for, I don't think there was any that you could argue, really. They were all, the the ones that you lost were the 50-50s. Hey, man, you don't got to try to put sugar on shit here. It was just, it was a terrible (laughs) week for me. But um, I'm going to, I'm going to bounce back. (laughs) You get to pick your team this weekend, Brett. Divisional round, you get to pick the Packers. We all know you're picking the Pack. Um, But which kind of, which team was the scariest to you guys? You know, obviously going unbiased, just looking at the whole NFL. You know, Brett, you might have a scarier option considering you're a Packer fan and the whole NFC thing. But just looking at the NFL, who was your scariest team, like, moving forward? Yeah, I mean, I'll start us off here. Um, You know, you could say a couple teams, especially with all the blowout victories we saw. But I'm going no further than the Buffalo Bills, man. They, I've heard a lot of people say that it was almost like a perfect offensive performance. Um, I don't think they punted the ball once. It was, it and was you know what, my dad, my dad made a good point to me the other day, and I really thought about it. And he told me that, you know, it's it's not completely true. It's just just how he views it. He said that Bill Belichick has just created Josh Allen into just a super quarterback because, I mean, if you think about it, and it may not be the truth, but. Josh Allen has had to play this guy two times a year every year since he's gotten to the league. And he's been throwing some of the toughest stuff at him, you know, from one of the greatest defensive minds in football. And this year he had the opportunity to play him three times, one being the playoff game in the wild card round. And Josh Allen just, you know, didn't play extremely well the first game. They had a lot of other mishaps going on along with the ridiculous uh, weather conditions Game two, he lit him up, had a great performance. I don't think any Buffalo Bills fan was looking for him to do more in this third game than he did in game two. And he came out in game three and did do more. Um, I know from a fantasy 
wise um, outlook um, in my league that you're in, Will. The lowest points I've ever seen and the lowest points a defense could ever get is negative 10 points. And that's for giving up 45 points to the offense and getting no sacks, nothing whatsoever. And that's what happened. I saw that's the first time I've seen minus 10, you know, in that league. And I was from the New England Patriots. So for the Bills to do that to um, the one of the defenses that was statistically number one in probably a lot of categories this year. That looked to me like a, a very, um, you know, just just a stamp on uh, on what the Buffalo Bills are trying to do moving forward here. Yeah, I feel like you can't look past them. You really can't. You like you said, there's multiple teams that we probably could talk about. The Rams, you know, doing that to a division rival. The Bucks stomping the Eagles. Like, but you can't, you can't look past the bills. I mean, a perfect game, you, whatever you want to count the kneel down, whatever. I mean, I don't even think they take that into consideration since the clock ran out. It's that unfinished drive. Technically there was no punts, no turnovers. It's a perfect game. No field goals. Touchdown every single fucking possession. You know why? Cause no one circles the wagons like the Buffalo bills, baby. Come on, baby. No fucking yet. <laughs> The only downside to the Buffalo Bills circling the fucking wagons is we're going to have to wait until February to hire Brian Dabble to turn Justin Fields into the next Josh Allen. The only downside to it. Only downside. <laughs> I'm just playing about all that. I would love Dabble, um, but knowing the McCaskies, they'll, they'll jump the gun a little too early. They don't like nice I don't things. know if the wagons would make it to Chicago. The wagons better make it to Chicago. But, I mean, just – I've been high on Josh Allen since, ever since he got drafted. I've bragged about him ever since he's became good finally. Just it feels good. And I've just always had that soft spot for the Buffalo Bills. You see the fan base. You see that small-town energy. And just they've got to be the scariest team moving forward. Josh, I mean, they look like they are on a mission. Who goes out and does that to Bill Belichick? I cannot remember the last time I've seen anyone do that to Bill Belichick. It's been a minute. It's been a hot minute. Last time I can think about his, you know, he had that playoff loss to the Titans his final year with Brady. But even that was a tight one down to the wire. I mean, I know Bill is in the office right now fuming still. If we all know Bill B, he's – it's eating him alive right now. Yeah, and, dude, while we're talking about the Bills, real quick, shout out to Devin Singletary. That dude's been an animal, and he's he's. I feel like he's been a big part of their success, especially in in that last playoff game. Um, dude's just been putting up numbers, and you know I don't think uh, the Bills they seem to like lack a true number one at the running back position for the last couple years. And you know Singletary's been there for maybe this is his third year, but the last couple weeks he's he's really been that number one for him. And you know I don't think that people had really saw the little five, seven guy filling that role, but he really has. And he's, he's also big, big, uh, Robin to Allen being Batman there. Oh, for sure. I mean, I feel like you look at Buffalo last year and one of their biggest downsides to their offense and why they couldn't get the ball moving was their run game. It was weak. You know, that was what really put some fear into me from Brian Dabble. 
last year as you know he was looking for the head coaching search and you know potentially the Bears were going to fire Nagy I wanted I had interest in Dabble but that scared me would he be able to get David Montgomery the ball and just seeing the production out of Devin Singletary now I have full confidence that he could do numbers with David Montgomery and potentially turn Justin Fields into a franchise quarterback but I mean just the Bills were nuts Justin who was your scariest team on a wild card weekend my scariest team would be the um, San Francisco 49ers. And I'm going to say the Niners because I think of it as like, um, I look at the the other three um, NFC teams, right? So you got Tampa, you got the Rams, and then you got Green Bay. I think legit out of every team that's left in the playoffs at this moment, all the teams that San Francisco could possibly face they all have legit reasons of why they would not want to play San Francisco. So for instance, I feel like 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 the Bucks, right? Tom Brady's Tom Brady. Um, they capped, man. They handicapped right now. You know, you lost Antonio Brown, you lost Chris Godwin. Those are two big pieces. Then you got your two running backs, playoff Lenny, uh, then you know, Ronald Jones. I think they like maybe game time decisions, but still, like if you don't get your if you don't got your horses with you. Um, it's, it's real hard to look on the other side and, and, and think, man, like, I mean, I'm, like I said, I know you got Tom Brady, but it's like, how much can I actually do with uh, Scotty Miller and Gronk and, you know what I mean? So you got that going on. And then and the biggest, biggest thing on top of what you were saying is um, Tristan Wirfs, right tackle. That's I was, huge. I was just going to say that. Yeah. Yeah. Tristan Wirfs as well. You got, I mean, right. You got your, you got your, your, superstar tackle from the previous year he's hurt so you look at the other side you got Joey Bosa and uh excuse me Nick Bosa and um Eric Armstead you know coming down you know coming at you I mean that that pass rush so I mean uh that's the Bucks then you got the Rams um a divisional rival so these two know each other these two teams know each other very well um the Rams in their case I wouldn't want to see San Francisco I mean um just because they they so well coached and they offense. I know, I know the Rams got a bunch of big name superstars as well, but this is a division rival. And I mean, uh, as, as, as we can see these, these last two games, what do uh, Mikey always say? Uh, Shanahan owns McVay. Uh, uh, no, no. Uh, uh, Shanahan is McVay's daddy. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, uh, division rivals, man. Um, it is what it is. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to see them. They already know what it is with that team. And uh, clearly uh, they got a problem with San Francisco. So then you got the Green Bay Packers. And when they faced off earlier in the year, um, this game came down to uh, Aaron Rodgers being Aaron Rodgers, not to mention, of course, those, those two conference championships back-to-back that they lost to the Niners. So I think all, all three of these NFC teams that are left, legit have reasons of why they would not want to see uh, the Niners. So if I'm just going off that logic, I look at everybody else and I look at their matchups. I just feel like out of everybody, San Francisco is the one team don't nobody want to see. And they can beat them. Like, I think Green Bay can can, uh, beat the Niners, but it's going to come down to Aaron Rodgers having to be Aaron Rodgers. And then even still, it's still like, I don't know, you still got that mental thing of these guys beat us before. So, I mean – with all that being said, I think uh, the Niners are, the, are, are my scariest team. I think you could, when you put it into like the perspective, I mean, I feel like looking at it at the NFC standpoint, 
when I'm looking at it from the Green Bay Packers perspective, if there's three teams in the NFC that I don't want to play, it's the Bucks, the Rams, and the 49ers. If I'm looking at it pretty much from any team's perspective, honestly, of the four that are remaining, those are probably the three teams that I would not want to face. So I feel like we're in some in for some really, really good <laughs> NFC playoff football this weekend. I feel like those are probably the four scariest teams. And I'm honestly kind of, you know, a little shocked that the Rams are back up in there. I thought maybe that 49ers loss could hurt them. You know, I, I did have them beating the Cardinals, but I mean, damn, they look fucking good on Monday night. Defense was firing out on all cylinders. Offense was moving the ball up and down the field. Um, the Rams are looking like the Rams that went all in. You know? mm-hmm. They're the ones that traded for Von Miller, signed OBJ, traded for Jalen Ramsey a few years ago. Traded for Matt Stafford in the offseason. They're looking like the Rams that went all in. So, I I mean, personally, if I'm the AFC, I'm shitting my my pants. I think the four teams in the NFC all could be competing for a Lombardi trophy come February. So, I think the, just the NFC in general is scary. Now, what were some of the winners that didn't impress you guys or just a winner that didn't impress you guys? I know it's kind of tough to get away from that considering damn near every game was just a blowout ass beaten. But what were some of the teams that maybe didn't impress you that much? I'll start us off. Yeah. Um, you know, the chiefs, they seem to start off a little slow. I'm not going to say that they didn't impress me though, but they had a slow start. But um, for this one, I'm going to go ahead and say it uh, completely opposite from what Justin had just said. I think the Niners were the least impressive. Um and it kind of blows my mind why everyone is saying like, you know what? I get it. Like, you know, they're the way that they beat teams. It, it can be intimidating because when they are doing it, there's nothing you can do about it. You know, it's not like, it's not like seeing Aaron Rodgers like, you know, make a throw and being like, Oh, like they can't count on that all the time. Or, you know, they're running it eight yards right down the middle and they're beating you. But the thing is, is when I was watching that last half of the game, and, you know, it was – I think it was when the Niners started getting hurt. You know, Bosa goes down and then Warner goes down. I'm watching it with my dad. We're big Packer fans. And we're seeing the Cowboys come back here. And we were hoping the Cowboys – we were hoping that the Niners would hold them off and that the Cowboys wouldn't win because we're going to have a banged-up San Fran, you know. And it's not that way because their guys are going to be coming back. They're still going to be playing hurt, though. I mean, look, Aaron Donald played against Green Bay, hurt last year pretty bad. I think he had some rib issues. He toughed it out. Tough dude, but that's that slowed him down a lot. And when you watch the game, I know Warner being in there hurt or not is going to make a huge difference and Bosa going to make a huge difference. But if you just see what the Cowboys were doing, it seemed like they were moving the ball very easily. And that was without getting CeeDee Lamb involved at all. Dude had one catch all game. They were doing it. They, they just seemed to be moving the ball. And I mean, I don't know you know, I might just share this opinion by myself, but the last couple of weeks of football and going into this game, I never thought that the Cowboys were a good football team or a team that was going to compete for a Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean, you could say that they got a chance because they're in the playoffs. Everybody has a chance, but I didn't think that they were. I, you know, I, I live around a bunch of Cowboy fans. I was telling them, I hope we see you in the NFC Championship because the Cowboys seem to be so inconsistent all year long. They beat the bad teams and they lose to the good teams. So expect I remember them uh, losing to the Cardinals a few weeks ago, 
you know, and that, that just a six point win against a team that I didn't really find too impressive. That, that just didn't really impress me that much, especially when, you know, you go to how, how close that game got at the end, like that the game shouldn't have been that close. The Niners were close to losing a game that they shouldn't, you know, it shouldn't have been like that. So if things don't start going their way early on, I think that Green Bay could run away with this game. And that's, you know, I, I think people are just, I just, Green Bay deserves a little bit more respect. I, it's crazy that, you know, they're, they're favored the most six points, seven, almost, I think it's six points right now, opened at four and a half highest favorite in all the playoffs. Yet everyone thinks that, they're the most likely favorite to get knocked off. It's kind of, it's kind of crazy to me. And you know what? And the Niners, yeah, the Niners, you know, I'm not taking away everything that the people are saying about them, but, and you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of blowout games this week. So they don't, there's not like too many other teams where you can say, oh, that win wasn't impressive. I mean, they won by 20 points. So obviously, but just, yeah, I think that was the most least impressive win of the week. Six points, Cowboys, you know, they maybe they were a lot more competitive than the Eagles and the Steelers, but I, I, with them, you know, playing on turf the last two weeks, banged up, um, getting a win from down 17 against the Rams are nice, but you know, it's, it's going to be totally different weather. Your quarterback's banged up, your two best defensive players are banged up, and now we're playing on grass. So we'll see. I feel like we got into a 49ers Packers breakdown. We're not even there yet. We did, but I mean, I think it it, it is part of it is part of you know the least important least important performance. Hundred percent Packers. Yeah, I'm sure we're gonna have quite the conversation. We'll bring that up later. Uh, like I I made the mistake of dropping the Rogers the Rogers article, and I feel like I feel like if anything, I was trying to give you know little little push to Rogers. The whole article was a little push to Rodgers, a little I think he's going to get it done type deal. It was, I hope so. There was never I, no bad intent in that. I article. think you're just trying to jinx us, dude. <laughs> don't, don't, be, don't be doing that to me. Don't be doing that to me. No, no, no. Don't be doing that to me. <laughs> I'm not a jinxer. Everyone always thinks I'm a jinxer. Everyone always thinks what I say is going to jinx it. I'm not the jinxer here. The only team that I can jinx is the Chicago Bears. That's the only team that I'm allowed to jinx. Was well, dude, this what, what's, maybe a little bit? Let's hear, it, dude. What 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 is your most your least impressive win from the week? What do you guys got? Let's. I'm I'm curious. <clears throat> Who you got, Justin? <laughs> <laughs> I got the um. Brett said it actually first. Um, the Chiefs, man. The Chiefs, and it's not because like. I think the fashion that they won in, like I'm actually impressed with them. Um, I know we're gonna we're gonna get into a breakdown, so I ain't gonna say too too much, but I'm gonna say the Chiefs because basically they did exactly what they were supposed to do. I didn't necessarily, I don't think I learned nothing from that game. Um, but from what I did see, uh, they handled business. I wasn't impressed. I I, I expected nothing less. Like it started off kind of crazy with the uh, I don't know the uh, T.J. Watt getting the uh, touchdown off the fumble, whatever. But, um, you know, I think, uh, I think you know, the Chiefs did what they were supposed to do, and they looked how I expected them to look. So um, I just wasn't impressed. I mean, they're amazing, and they did what they were supposed to do. 
And I think that makes a lot of sense with them being the highest favorite in the playoff right. week, you know, minus 12 and a half. They won by 20. Like everyone, I mean, Big Ben said it. Like everyone kind of just expected that. Yeah, Big Ben didn't go into that game with much confidence. Yeah, <laughs> he pretty much said, yeah, we're going to lose. I mean, I think it was more like a troll. Like, yeah. But come on. Like, I, I feel like, dude, if you're even at that stage, like, exactly. I could be wrong, but I, I really doubt that many teams lack confidence. Like, oh, yeah. Into any I mean, I Big Ben, he's been there. He's done that. He's had three Super Bowl appearances. I think, you know, he kind of. I don't even think he expected to be in the playoffs. Nobody expected the Colts to lose to the Jaguars like this. Right. Dude. Oh, and yeah, dude. I mean, high school football teams, bro. I've I've been convinced we were gonna freaking smack a team, and then we go out there and lose forty to zero. Like, <laughs> like you know, everyone's. And then at this level, they know how to get these guys ready. Like, yeah, they're. You know, I wouldn't take that too much. Into oh, the exactly, bottom, exactly. Um, I didn't get to watch much of the game. I watched the whole second half. I don't know. I had the Raiders winning, but I'm still not sold on the Bengals. But, like, the weird thing about the Bengals is, is, like, I think they could beat the Titans this weekend. Like, I I just – they're one of the – they're just one of the weirdest teams in the league to me. Like, you look at the Bengals, they beat the Chiefs, and the Chiefs spanked around the Raiders twice this year. Obviously, you know, it's different matchups, different ball games, yada, yada, yada. But I feel like if you want to be considered, you know, one of the top-tier teams – in the AFC, you, you got to put a beating on the Raiders. You know, the Raiders, have, especially having the season that they're having, but the Raiders did have momentum. I said that. That was one of the scariest things going into that game for the Bengals was the Raiders' momentum. But I feel like we've just seen too many great things out of the Bengals. And, you know, they had some things go their way. The full whistle, which I guess technically was the right call. If you truly think about it, the whistle shouldn't have happened. And it still should have been a touchdown. But they did blow the whistle. Play supposed to be dead by rule book. That's not a touchdown, but it was. So, I mean, things kind of went their way. You know, Raiders, Raiders, that whole last drive, things were going their way. I think they had a pass interference or a defensive holding and they had a roughing the passer. But I mean, I guess the Bengals didn't really stand out to me in the fact of this team can go round for round with the Chiefs again or the Bills again. And, you know, maybe they'll beat the Titans. I guess we're going to find out. But I mean, it, like there, re- there really wasn't much to break down with Wild Card Weekend. It was just, you know, like I said, just kind of a weak ass Wild Card Weekend. And I feel like the NFL hopefully can, you know, realize, you know, yeah, it's Super Wild Card Weekend now. We got six games instead of four. But I mean, are you happy? With, are you are you happy that you're putting this on paper with the seventeen bullshit? I mean, I mean, let's not get it twisted, dude. It's probably probably won't be like that again. It's not like they were playing teams that weren't good. You know, these teams won all year. They deserve the right to, you know, be in that seventh seed. Um, and, I mean, as bad as the games were, I sat my ass down for every minute and watched every minute of the games. So, <laughs> and even with what I saw this year, you can bet your ass I'm going to do it again next year. Yeah, you know? I, mean, so, I mean, it's football. We talk – I mean, like – Right, although it was a disappointing weekend, I, I, I don't expect it to be like that moving forward. Like, next year, you know, I we <laughs> are eventually going to see a seven seed beat a two seed. I mean, there was there was six seeds that, you know, the Giants and the Packers have went six seeds to win Super Bowls. We're going to have a seven seed win a Super Bowl in, in due time. I mean, yeah. I'm, you can't rule it out, obviously. 
It's just, I mean, you look at three of the four games, the one seven seed last year was the Colts that took the Bills, gave the Bills a run for their money last year um, with Phillip Rivers. That's about the only game so far that's been fun. The Bears-Saints, I guess, wasn't that much of a blowout, but, like, we all we all knew the Saints were the much better team. The Bears really had no business being in that final postseason spot, really. Um, but, I mean, yeah, I like Brett said, you know, it's just like how it's – it's just the new norm now going forward. That's how it's going to be. We're going to see teams, the six seed or the seven seed now knock off two seeds and we're going to be shook. And yeah, I guess the Eagles, they've won some good ball games this year, but I mean, I don't know. It was just sometimes you get lucky with the schedule. I mean, that that's, I feel like the Eagles kind of fell in that category this year. Owen six, I believe against all the playoff teams they played which is fitting for how they got blown out, blown out in the wild card. But um, yeah, I just think you shouldn't think too much about it. It was shitty, but I don't think it's going to have too much of an impact moving. Cool. All right. Mike Mayock out as GM in Vegas after four seasons. What would you guys say probably his biggest fall was, you know, I mean, they've missed the playoffs the last three seasons. I'm pretty sure. After having a franchise quarterback in Derek Carr, you get there this year. So it is a little bit shocking to see kind of, you know, after a playoff season, their GM be, especially after all that's happened, their GM be out. But like, what would you guys say probably was the biggest fall of his demise? Biggest um, fall. I don't, I don't, I kind of group him and um, Gruden together. Like you said, the last couple of seasons was kind of, um, I mean, obviously it wasn't playoff seasons. And then you got to think of the division that they play in as well. I mean, you going up against Herbert last season and the Chiefs have just completely taken over the NFL. But um I don't I don't I don't got too much to say about this subject. I don't I don't I don't think too much of Mayock. I don't think they made a mistake. I think they pretty much just wanted to clean house. I just kind of group him and uh, Gruden together. And you know, after Gruden um got fired, I think uh yeah. Um Mayock was next. I think I think they just want to change the uh, the culture pretty much, and um, you know, try something new. Yeah, yeah, I I definitely agree with um you saying that them them just being like grouped together. Um, I definitely felt that way during the hire. You know, them guys were on TV together, <laughs> stuff like that. And yeah, when Gruden was gone, um, unless we've seen some miraculous performance, which then again, it's not like you know, the GM is kind of the team, the guy that gets the team ready. So, right. you know, even if they win that playoff game, that can't really say too much would change, right. but, um, you know, maybe a couple wins and a championship appearance or Super Bowl appearance that could have definitely changed, but with Gruden gone, the story was basically already written. He's probably going to be out of there. And, um, you know, on him moving forward, um, I've seen some like negative things about all oh, if this guy was on TV and he was trusted and then he got a job and didn't do well. Is he even going to be allowed back on TV? Is he going to get a job again? So um, the talk on that, you know, I don't, I don't think like he's removed from TV because, you know, there's, I, I do think there's possibly could be a spot for him again because it's not like what everyone has to say is always the correct thing. You know, um, he, it's not like his opinions are, 
don't have any data or facts behind him. You know, he, he's doing the research and saying what he feels, which is what everybody's supposed to do in the, in that position. A lot of people are right. A lot of people are wrong. It is what it is. I think he, you know, he did miss on a lot of early, uh, his early round picks, which I'm not sure how that was all like delegated upon, you know, what with him and Gruden there was Gruden, did Gruden serve as like a co-GM, you know, or I, I, I'm, I can say I'm pretty sure that it's not like most of the other situations in the NFL. So he did land a lot of good uh, guys late, despite missing the uh, early first round picks and second round picks he had, but yeah, not too much other to say on that. It's not like he did very good or it's not like he did too terrible. I mean, yeah, I feel like the TV people saying that he can't get on TV again is definitely a little rough. I mean, if we can allow Dan Orlovsky, who has definitely been one of the worst quarterbacks in over the last 20 years, to go on TV and talk about good quarterback play, then it's Mike not Mike, like Mal Kuyper is going to be hired a GM. You know? Yeah, exactly. Like he, he, there's a spot for him somewhere on TV. Mayock will be fine. He'll get his bag. And I feel like it's just at the end of the day, he just he, he missed on the picks. And there's just been a lot of controversy. I mean, from day one, he comes into a situation where his outside his premier defensive player of the year outside linebacker wants more money and he doesn't want to pay him. He trades away him for, you know, two first round picks that he gets in return that really haven't played out to be franchise level players and, you know, great players. You know, Josh Jacobs, yes, is solid. But, I mean, would you really do that all over again? Let's not forget that they gave a second-round pick away as well, in which we drafted Jalen Johnson. Like, I mean, if you look at it on paper, like, would you trade away Khalil Mack for Josh Jacobs and Damon Arnett, I think, is who the other one was, who just got cut? Right. But, I mean, hindsight's 20-20, always. We can always say that. More of, I mean – at the time, like you can say, oh yeah, it's a bad trade because we see what those products are. But also you could look at it and say, okay, we're getting rid of our top talent in Mac. And, um, you know, we're going to draft this running back who could potentially be the best running back in the league. And, you know, you're, you're making those trades off of what you can potentially do. They just didn't happen to do it. Exactly. So I think that's pretty much why at the end of the day, you know, there's lots of times where you can say good trade, bad trade, good trade, bad trade, you know? <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And I think that's pretty much his big reason of being unemployed is just, you know, missing on the, you know, he got some picks for it. You know, Josh Jacobs is solid. Yeah, I wouldn't consider him a premier running back in the NFL. Um, Nothing I would consider top five. You could argue not even top 10. Uh, And I mean, there's just been so much, you know, there's been plenty of clouds over heads in Vegas, you know, Antonio Brown. That whole thing with him, he signed. He, I'm pretty. He traded for him, right? Or did the Steelers release him and he signed him? It was minimal. I feel like it was like a fifth round picker. Yeah, something. It was a small trade. It was, but like, ended up having to fork over fifteen million dollars for a guy that didn't play. You know, it just it just seemed like there was just always a cloud over their head, and the team needed to go a different direction, by far. And you know, just the change of culture completely. And I feel like that's definitely what you know, was the fall of his demise. Let's hop into the divisional round. Let's get into some divisional football. 
Um, first game, Bengals, Titans. Derrick Henry is supposed to be back. <clears throat> what do you guys think? Who you, who you guys got winning this game? Henry back. Um, I'm going to go ahead and, you know, I think there's just been a lot of disrespect, a lot of lack of respect for the one seeds in each division. And it's probably due to the fact of recency bias. You know, we've all, we all watched football this weekend and saw other teams get big wins while the teams that earned the bye week didn't play, you know? So I understand it a little bit. Um, But yeah, I, I, I got the Titans this week. I'm not going to think too hard of it, but I was thinking I was having a chat with somebody and I was just thinking about this Bengals offense and, you know, totally different players, and a lot of people, you know, might not even see this at all. But I'm a Packer fan, and I remember, you know, the when we had young Aaron Rodgers, and he was just throwing the ball all around the field to, you know, Jordy and Jennings, and you know, we just had this awesome offense. And I just, I, I just see that with the Bengals, you know, like just Burrow, you know, all the receivers around, they just seem to be, you know, Chase and Higgins and Boyd and even the tight end, you know, not too many guys know of him who aren't tied into the Bengals, but he seems to have a good connection with Burrow and that offense is rolling. So I wouldn't be surprised, you know, they've been lighting it up the last three games, but I'm just gonna, you know, stick with, stick with what I know. And uh, I think, you know, Vrabel is an amazing coach. We talked about him being potential coach of the year candidate all year. It seems like they got the one seed. They've been preparing for this game. They're rested up. They're getting arguably their best player back. So I got the, I got the Titans. I probably have to agree with you. I feel like one of the, the lost arts in the NFL is running the ball. It's a passing league. Everyone's going to be talking about B. You know, definitely what is one of the hottest quarterbacks in the NFL right now. But you run the ball down a team's throat, you're controlling that clock. And there's no better running back in the NFL than Derrick Henry. I mean, that man can dominate you. Down your throat, up the middle, outside. He's fast. He's big. He's strong. If he's back they get that run game going, I don't see any way how the Bengals can hold on to this one. And I agree with Brett. The respect isn't there for the one seeds. Even I've been, you know, famous for kind of bashing one seeds. You know, I think that sometimes that break, it, it scares me when it comes to the one seed. The break scares me. You get a week off of football, teams are picking up that momentum, getting some steam rolling, coming into your house, hungry, chip on the shoulder. Shit scares the shit out of me. And I'm not – my team hasn't been a one seed in, since I was, like, six. So, that, uh, I mean, that shit scares the shit out of me just being a football guy. But I, I'm never going to doubt the king. If Henry's back, they're going to run the ball down their throats, control the game, and uh, I'm rocking with uh, Brett's answer as well, Vrabel and the Titans. Yeah, we um so we definitely all agree. I think that um yeah, if if, if definitely if, if uh Derrick Henry comes back, it's a wash. Um he's gonna run all over this defense. And I don't think like 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 you could use the argument, oh, he's coming off an injury, he ain't played in in in, in months and all of that, right? This is the best running back in the league at this point and I, I don't feel like they would bring him back if he wasn't ready because because this isn't 
at this point in the in the postseason, it, this ain't no you don't got time to figure it out and ease back into it. You got to come full speed, ready to play. And I feel like if they bring Derrick Henry back, that's what they expecting, and I expect him to show out. That being said, um, same point that you guys made earlier. Uh, got Vrabel, I think it was you will. Got Vrabel, Vrabel versus uh, Zach Taylor. I think Vrabel is a fantastic head coach. They got the home field advantage. So, um, and then, and then you got to look at the Bengals, man. The Bengals are just young. Like it's it's gonna catch up to them. I think that's the same thing that caught up to the uh, Cardinals this weekend. You still got to remember Cliff Kingsbury. That, that was his first rodeo in the playoffs, and um, Kyler Murray as well. So. This team as a whole, man, as a unit, they just young. And the Titans have been here, especially the past few seasons. They've at least been in the playoffs, lost to the, to the uh, Chiefs in the, in the, in the AFC, uh, you know, round uh, a few years ago. But, um, yeah, man, Titans got it. I think I think the uh, Bengals are coming in hungry. And they do have a lot of weapons. But like you said, people get so caught up in this. It's, it's, it's a passing league. And. You got the best running back, King Henry, coming back. So, man, if he come back, which I expect to be a full full strength, full speed, I think they got it. I think uh, Tennessee wins this game. Yeah, I think we're all Titans here. It's hard to doubt the King. 49ers at Packers. Definitely probably my second favorite matchup of the weekend behind Bills and Chiefs. Man, I'm geared up for Bills and Chiefs. I'm juiced. I mean, that game's got me ready to run through a brick wall. Um, 49ers Packers their first matchup we all know how it went Aaron Rodgers was MVP again you know leading the pack down the field with what 38 seconds I believe Brett 30 37 38 something like that yeah you would know the seconds. <laughs> 37 I think. down the field field goal Mason Crosby hits one bam in San Francisco on Sunday Night Football my thing about it is I think the 49ers are coming in with hella momentum, but you're going into a cold green bay. And me and Brett talked a little bit last night. We were talking about the Rogers article that I dropped today. Um, momentum's a big thing in this league. Heating up's a big thing in this league. 49ers two weeks ago, week 18, win and you're in, lose and the Saints won, they would have been out. They're down seven. They find themselves down 17 to I think they went, I think they got a field goal. Before the half, maybe it was 17 nothing at half on the road against a division rival, clinch division, go out there, get the job done, come back and win. On the road, bam, you go into Dallas. On the road, get a win. Yeah, like Brett said, maybe it wasn't the most impressive win, but momentum's rolling for this team. And we've all talked about how much momentum means in the postseason. You get hot, you get rolling, you get some wins under your belt, Things start clicking, makes it even easier for you. But this is the Green Bay Packers we're talking about. You're going into Lambeau Field, one of the hardest places to play in the NFL, in that Green Bay weather, which is very grueling for a West Coast team. I mean, how do we see this one playing out, boys? All right, you talk a lot about momentum. Here we go. So, Here we fucking I mean, go. what what is momentum? You know, like like it's a real thing, but it's like it's like we all we're all labeling it. Like like we're all labeling who has it and who doesn't. And it's like, do do we really know that? Like you know, everyone wants to say momentum. Like you just said, oh, they won two games. They're rolling. They got momentum. You know, but like 
the Packers have won like the last fucking eight games or seven games, you know, before they lost the Lions, but they didn't, they didn't, they didn't, the last time Green Bay has played full starters, you know, they've won the last seven, but you know, some people will say, oh no, they've, they've won seven in a row. You know, that's, that's getting a little many, that's like pressure now. So when, like, when does it, when does it turn from momentum to like pressure to, oh, you can't lose, you know? But, you know, it all starts off because you got the momentum. You know, you won two games. Oh, this team's hot. But what about the team that's won seven in a row? Or, you know, in the regular season, kind of have more of an out. More, It's a little bit different because you know who your opponent is next week. But if you got a big game and you got the bye week before it, you're all like, oh, we got these guys. You know, we we got an extra week to prepare for them. You know, that's that's how I feel about bye weeks. And maybe not everyone, but I know the Ravens, I feel like, the Ravens are one of the hottest teams off the bye week, you know, and I feel like the Packers have been that way as well. But that's how I view bye weeks in the in the regular season. It's like, oh, we got an extra week to prepare for these guys. We got them. But it's like the playoffs, just because we don't know that opponent for five days, everyone's just like, oh, like, you know, I don't know. They had a week off. So I don't – I try not to think about that stuff too much. But let's just look at the facts, you know. The the quarterback is banged up, and cold playing in cold amplifies injuries. Trust me, I mean I'm I'm sure I can't speak on the level of what these guys are doing, but I just know it's a fact. Playing in the cold amplifies your injuries. Big facts. And their two best defensive players are injured. Green Bay is coming into this game the healthiest they've been all season. Okay, and a thing about that though, what's scary about that is. Yeah, they're the healthiest they've been all season out of all the games, which is like how many teams has this group played? How many games has this group played together? I think that's the only thing that might need to be worried about for the Green Bay Packers. But yet again, do you really think Jair coming to this team, an all-pro, is going to mix up the chemistry? You know, Do you really think a guy like Zadarius Smith coming back is going to mix up the chemistry? David Bakhtiari mix up the chemistry? Probably not. But it is something that you have to worry about a little bit. So we're looking at health-wise, which matters huge. Huge. Green Bay's got the advantage. And you're talking about where the game is at. It's in Lambeau. It's cold. And Green Bay is 8-0 at home this year. So that's one thing to look at. And then you want to – yeah, we can just talk about the fact that the 49ers, you know, they had they had to win to get in, but they've what they finished 10 and 7 on the season. Something slight. 10 and 7. So it's just for for me to just hear it seems it seems to me, maybe it's just because I'm a Packer fan, that everyone thinks that Green Bay has the best chance of getting upset this weekend. And that just kind of blows my mind. So Dude, you know I'm going Green Bay. Um, a lot of people have in San Fran, you know. They, they say San Fran is going to win a close game. You know, you don't ever really hear anybody say San Fran is going to win commandingly, which I'm not ruling it out. Like, what, I, what I'm saying now has no outlook on what's going to happen in the game. But I've got Green Bay double digits. I think they're going to handle it. They're going to get it done. And they're going to, you know, put the, put the foot in the mouth of a lot of uh, haters here. And I could be wrong. I could be – I could be I, I love juicing freaking you. putting my foot in my mouth here. But – I just don't think it's the case. I think, um, you know, you just got to not freak out as a Packer fan. They got the MVP, healthiest we've been all year, and we're playing a team we beat 
in a place that we haven't lost. So that's huge. Brett, I love I love that it doesn't take much to tickle on feathers, baby. I love there's nothing better than Brett getting riled up on the podcast. And that was gonna you answer my question for it. My next question was gonna be, are you a little nervous? I wouldn't say chemistry is what I would be worried about. I'd be worried about just a little flat footage. You know, you haven't played footage. You haven't played football in a while. I don't think that they're going to come in and mix up any chemistry. These are but, guys. But I'm, why don't people worry about their players being flat foot off a of bye week, like in the midseason? Like, I mean, is that something? Do you worry about that? I don't worry about that. I'm, I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm a Bear fan. I worry about that. And I mean, it's it's the playoffs. Like, who's flat footed? Like, the Bengals, the Bengals rested. Bye week, Brett. The Bengals rested their guys. Alexander played football. The Bengals rested their guys in week 17. I mean, they didn't come out flat footed. Well, I, hey. We're talking more than a bye week here. You're, this is a Bear fan. We are. We haven't won off a bye week in like ten years. One, two, two. This is more than a bye week here for Giant. When was the last time Jair Alexander played football? Um, I know he played the 49ers game. He had an interception, which was like week three. Yes, I don't know if it was his last week though. But I mean, come on, dude. If you're if you're if you're just talking about any worry about the top corner coming back. Like he was, he was the top corner by a lot of people, and if not one, then two coming into this year. His his performance last season proved it, and how he locked down Brady in the last game of the last season proved it as well. But I mean, if you're if you're t- if you want to talk about any worry about Jair coming back, just slow it down right there. Whoa, 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 whoa! I'm not questioning any talents here. There's no talents being questioned. Don't 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 you dare look at me like I'm a Packer hater. Yeah. I well, don't. I'm just talking. You just said when's the last time Jair played football? Well, I mean, come on. You're comparing it to bye weeks. You're comparing it to a bye week. We're talking. No, about- I, or I'm talking about the Packers having a bye week compared to in season bye weeks. Yes. No, okay, I was just talking. I'm talking about the team coming off as flat footed as a whole, but Jair, I mean, regardless of how long he's been out, I mean, come on, dude. It doesn't mean that, that, that kind of doesn't worry you a little bit. I mean, if Jalen Johnson's been out for ten weeks, you're gonna worry if he's and he's coming back to your lineup. You're gonna be you're gonna worry about him being flat footed. Hell yeah! Well, this isn't Jalen Johnson. This is all pro, all pro material. So, man, I wouldn't worry about Jalen Johnson being flat footed. But I mean, now we just gotta up it up a level since that's the answer I got. I mean, yeah, I'd be a little nervous. Yeah, he hasn't played ball in a while. I'd much rather take him over any other fucking DB well, on the field. What's good about this is it doesn't matter if I'm nervous or if any other Packer fan is nervous. You know, Jalen or Jair Alexander, he's he's a big guy into yoga. He's all about zen. And I'm sure that he's not going to be nervous come Saturday night. Oh, I'm sure he's not nervous. I'm sure Jair is not nervous at all. I'm sure he's. If anything, I bet I bet Debo's sweating a little bit. You know, Jair, he's aggressive too. He gets aggressive too. He gets in there. Just just go watch some Jair highlights if you don't believe me. Debo ain't worried about nothing. Debo ain't worried about nothing. Debo, Debo, like man, look, give me the ball and I'm, I'm, I'm gonna make it do what it do. The the Packers, like you said, I mean, the momentum, right? The momentum. Uh, okay, the Niners definitely got the momentum, right? Will that's that's what you were saying, but all the pressure is on Green Bay. Y'all the ones at home. Y'all got the number one seed. Y'all clearly have the better roster. They finna, like you said, they finna get all of their all of their uh, players back. You know, Bakhtiari, Jair, uh, and one of the uh, Smiths coming back or something like that. 
So I mean, they got all the day, all the day people coming back. So it's, it's no excuse, and they can get caught up in the mental, right? That last game, like you said, like week three, whatever it was, that came down to the wire. You needed Aaron Rodgers to be Aaron Rodgers to win that game. And then you got the mental of those past two playoff performances in which they lost. Granted, it wasn't at home, but still, I mean, you got that going on, man. I just feel like the pressure is on Green Bay to win, but that's my pick. I'm not going to, you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, I I do give it to you. Like, uh, uh, Bosa is is a little banged up. And um, who else? Uh, Fred Warner. Fred Warner, yep. Yeah, so they a little banged up, but um, I'm gonna give it to the, to uh, Green Bay. I think Green Bay could could pull it off. I think Aaron Rodgers is gonna have to be Aaron Rodgers. I'm not too concerned about the cold. I don't think that's gonna really affect Jimmy G. I know he can't really necessarily throw down the field, but I think you know Jimmy G is accustomed. I mean, you know, he he came from New England, so I don't I don't think uh born and this, raised in Illinois and played college. Yeah, yeah, and he came right. So I all right. So he from the Midwest. So I mean, that's not really. I don't think that's too much of a factor. I'd be worried about the rest. If I'm, the, I'd be worried about the rest of the 49ers roster being cold. I think Jimmy G is okay. I, well, let me say this, um, and I, I don't think this is arguable at all. Um, elements they hinder, they hinder everybody's play, everybody's play. Oh. And I mean, like if if we're talking about Brady versus Rodgers in the elements. Um, those are some of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. I don't think it's going to affect their play that much, you know, aside from maybe maybe a little timing difference on, you know, playing in grass or it's like when it's slippery, like that's how elements could like other outside of like them guys. But when you're talking about um, maybe a slightly above average quarterback to one of the greats in the league and the MVP who plays in cold weather all the time, you can't say that the weather is not going to impact Jimmy G more than it's going to Rogers. Like that's the oh, facts. No, I didn't gonna, know. It's gonna. I think. I think people are just like, oh, J-, like I think Rogers definitely has when it comes to the elements, the, the edge. You know, he, he does. He does though. By far, like yeah, and just no. talent wise as well. But I just think people are like, oh, Jimmy G won't be able to handle it. Like it does affect everyone, but at the same time, you know, he, he he's played in the cold before. Like, yeah, if you comparing the, the uh, two, definitely, yeah, definitely Rodgers got the edge, especially being at home. I just I just want to go with the pressure thing. Like, yeah, the, like there's no doubt about it. Uh, every single bit of pressure is on Green Bay. But who's the best quarterback under pressure? And that's how, that's what I disagree with, too. Like pressure. What do you what do you mean? The pressure's on Green Bay. Every team here is trying to win a Super Bowl. The pressure's on everybody. Um, and that's what I say. Like, you know, we say, oh, this team's got the momentum. This team's got that. You know, maybe maybe the pressure is on Green Bay. Maybe in the maybe in their locker room, they are feeling that. You know, maybe they are feeling that they don't have momentum. Maybe the Niners are feeling that they have the momentum. But I think personally, I think that, you know, no we could throw all these labels, but I think that every team has pressure on them. They're all chasing the same thing. Um every team, I would say, has momentum right now. I don't know who doesn't. Um I mean, maybe you could say that yeah the Niners won two games won two games in a row their playoffs were two weeks ago and the Packers are coming off playing half a game and then taking a, a week rest but I mean if if that just you know every, I don't I don't think that's the thing to say oh this they got the one up I, you know every team not the number one seed though and every team not 
don't got Aaron Rodgers with the right roster. Like, he got everything you need. Like, it's no excuse. Like, imagine how you're going to feel if – what if San Francisco – what if y'all lose to the – to the to the Niners, like then they yeah then they were better. If anything, that's like the pressures on the Niners. Like, you know, you could say, oh, they got nothing to lose. Well, everyone's everyone's thinking they're going to win the Super Bowl here, but they got to play. They got to play the MVP and the best team. They got to play flawless. I'm I'm with you. I think Green Bay got it, but <laughs> I think the they they, they got to play flawless. Game. It sounds like. I mean, if anything, I feel like that's pressure. I mean, if you Look. know you got to play flawless and you make a an early mistake, I mean, think about how deflating it would be for San Fran to throw up an interception in the first quarter rather than it would be for Green Bay to throw an interception in the first quarter. Imagine if they lose, though. If San Francisco lose, what are we going to say? Well, obviously, the Packers was better. They was at home. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, and I mean, I don't I don't mind that talk. Like That's, that's all I'm saying. And then, you know, San, San Fran can run the ball, too. So I think just like people say, a, a big arm travels. I think a running game travels as well, and they – they can run the ball, so I mean we'll see. But um, with the back- elements, I do. I'll give you that. Yeah, I think you know they're a running team. Elements so- will probably could possibly make them run the ball better. But then again, I mean when you watch what the Packers did against the Rams last year, they Goff was he he was banged up, and they were letting him throw the ball. You know because they they made the run was the big focus. I expect the same thing to kind of be in this game plan. But yeah, let's move it on. We all got the Packers, right? Yeah, we all got. So- Let's see Rams, how it shakes out. Rams Bucks first matchup this year, 34-24 Rams. Uh, we all know how Brady, you know that. I'm, we all know how Brady is. I'm sure that's sitting in his mental right now. Uh, on paper, who do you guys think is the better ball team? On paper. On paper, I think it's the Rams. I'm gonna go ahead and say my pick too. I'd love, I'd love the Bucks to win this game, just because I feel like they aren't as hot. You know, they aren't the better roster. They do have Brady, the goat, but um. I want the Bucks to win just because if Green Bay can get past this game, it'd be a revenge game. But like I was saying, the Rams, um, they got the better roster, and they seem to be hot right now. All the moves that they made in the offseason, um, they seem to be coming to fruition and clicking. Um, so I got the Rams in this game. Oh, wow. Okay. I like it. I like it. I'll never disrespect the pick. Uh, for me, on paper, I'd have to agree with you, Rams. Uh, I feel like if we look at it, these are maybe the two teams that are maybe the most, like, bought in. You know, obviously the Bucks did draft a lot of these guys, They, which actually they did. You know, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, uh, even on the defensive side of the ball, a lot of these guys are there. It's other than, like, Ndamukong Sue, a few other guys. But I feel like they're the most bought in. You know, they went out and got Tom Brady. They're all in. Rams went out and get Stafford, Ramsey, OBJ, Von Miller. They're the they're bought in. They're all the way bought in. Um, on paper, you look at it, you just see multiple all pros from the Rams side of it. Multiple all pros. Jalen Ramsey at one point was considered the best cornerback in the game. Arguably, still is the best cornerback in the game. Von or Von Miller was arguably one of the best edges of our generation, maybe the best edge of our generation. Older now, obviously declined a little bit, whatever. OBJ is OBJ. We've seen the difference from him in Cleveland to him in LA. He's a completely different receiver. They've got Cooper Cup, Offensive Player of the Year, in my opinion. Matt Stafford, a guy who can get the job done. And, you know, solid offensive line, solid secondary. 
but I just can't ever bet against the GOAT. I just I can't. It's it's Tom Brady. Their their team on paper is still really good. Yeah, there's injuries, but you know, Bruce Arians, I think, is gonna prep prep right. And I think the Bucks are gonna get this one done. Yeah, I um, I agree. I think on paper it's obviously the Rams out of all the games this upcoming weekend. This was the easiest one for me to predict personally. Um, I'm full-fledged Rams. I think the Rams got it. I think they take advantage of a kind of banged-up Bucks team. Um, the only way I could see the Rams losing this game is if Matthew Stafford has one of those kind of Matthew Stafford-esque games where he throws like two or three costly picks and uh, they take advantage because, I mean, you never want to count out Tom Brady. He is the GOAT for a reason, obviously, but I think the Rams are solid enough that they can beat the, a banged-up Bucks team. Like, I, like I've said, I, 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 I trust the Rams team. I just don't trust Matthew Stafford. But with this in, in this particular matchup, barring if he throws if he throws picks, if you don't if you don't throw those picks, if he one or less picks at the most, I think the Rams got this game and um easily the Rams. I got it. Wow, easily. I you know, I feel like I'm you know, I'm all right with being the only one to pick Bucks. Uh we all got the Packers and we all got the Titans. So, you know, I like kinda right now. I might have the edge when it comes to pickums next week, or you guys might. You know, I'm, I'm liking being the underdog here. Bills, Chiefs, no one circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills, baby. First matchup, Bills 38, Chiefs 20. Can the Bills, after last week's game, repeat the ass whooping that they gave the Chiefs earlier this year? It was in Kansas City, too, I believe, earlier this year. I remember I was in Vegas watching it, and I believe it was in Kansas City. Yep. So... I don't see why there can't be any, you know, obviously it's a different Chiefs team. You know, we all seen how the Chiefs were at the beginning of the year. I feel like we all kind of predicted them to still come out on top of the West. Um, it, I feel like it just comes down to whose offense can take them farther. And I think right now you got to go with the flawless offense that we've seen out of the Buffalo Bills. And you got to go with the Buffalo Bills. I, I think that the winner of this game is going to take their way into the Super Bowl. I feel like this is the AFC championship game in my eyes. And uh, I don't think, I, I I don't think that the chiefs are going to be able to hang with the bills. You know, I'm circling the wagons again, baby bills over the chiefs 38 to 30. 38 to 30. I like that. Um, this is a really tough game, and like you said, I think this is the AFC Championship. I'm glad that they're playing right now because it's almost like, you know, the Bengals are a Titans. Um, they get a shot, you know, at the AFC Championship, chance right. to go to the Super Bowl. But, I mean, you know, Titans are in the one seed, so nothing – not taking away anything from them there. But, yeah, these two, these two teams are great, very <clears throat> tough. Um, you know, I really – I would like to see the Chiefs win, um, just because I have a I have a bet with one of my one of my roommates. You know which team would get the farthest: the Bills or the Packers. We had this bet last year. Unfortunately, both of our teams got knocked out. Yeah, I have one with you, but you know this is this one's a little different. This is just uh, Bills and Packers. Whoever gets the farthest. Last year, we were both knocked out the same spot, championship game. So we broke even. This year, you know, I hope the Packers can advance and, the you know, the Bills just get out as soon as possible. So, you know, I'd love the Chiefs to win. 
But last last week, as you guys know, I went with the picks that I wanted to see, and it just didn't work out well. So I'm I'm going with the Bills on this one. I think they're gonna, you know, just take off right where they left off with the offensive performance. Um, like you said, you got 38 to 30. Um, I think it's gonna be a shootout too, somewhere over 55, 56 points over that, maybe in the 60s. So, uh, yeah, I'm going with the you know combined combined somewhere you know 30 hot. Thir- you know, 30s, 20s, maybe some team's going to get to 40. Who knows? But, yeah, high-scoring game. I'm going with the Bills, although I'd like to see the Chiefs win. Yeah, that, um, that's going to be a hell of a Super Bowl, man, if uh, the Packers and the Bills make it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definitely. But, um, yeah, I'm going to roll with the Bills, man. When I first when I first thought about this game, my mind immediately went to the Chiefs, and I think it's just – like wired that way since it's, it's been feeling like that for the past like three seasons. But I don't know, man. I think the Bills got it. I think this is the Bills year. I think Josh Allen is, I mean, I mean, him in these monster games, I can't see him having a game like that. And the Chiefs really being able to do much about it unless Patrick Mahomes also has a game like that. Um, but I'm a roll with the Bills. I just feel like it's their time, man. It's their time. They lost last year. They are going in the right direction. And, I mean, they want this team. They got the confidence that they can beat them because they've done it. So, I think the Bills got this in the bag, man. I think they just need to focus on, you know, getting the ball to their playmakers. Um, hopefully, uh, Singletary can run the ball how he did uh, last weekend. And um, it should be a good game, definitely. A high-scoring game. Any, um, I'm not gonna predict the score. Probably 42 to 30 something. I don't know. Oh shit! He's talking yeah. 70s. He's talking yeah. 70s. Yeah. I think it's yeah. I, I could see the shootout. These are these are two great quarterbacks. So yeah. I was gonna say, Justin, don't give up on me now and pick the Chiefs. Me and you, day one of this podcast, we've been Bills all the way. We've been Bills all the way. So I was gonna say, don't quit on me now. And Brett, I didn't realize how big of a week this is for us for our bet. Oh yeah, right. Bills, you know, Bucks, and I got Bills and Bucks, and you got Rams and Chiefs for your Super Bowl. Oh yeah, this could. What do we got? Is it is it twenty five bucks a team? Twenty Super Bowl winners, twenty five they win the Super Bowl. But if both of our teams go to the Super Bowl, they owe fifty bucks. They right. Okay. And what you're uh, you're forty five in the hole on me right now, right? Yeah, I'm forty five in the hole right now. So you need that. I do. All right, let's uh, get into our 20th uh, episode special, Pinewood's Hottest Takes. It's me, you know. I couldn't think of too many, but one sits with me and it still haunts me to this day. And it's a famous quote, the Packers haven't earned my respect. It was after week five going into week six. Uh, And I'll go ahead and play the clip for you guys. Stick around. But my take on Green Bay is, like, I just, I don't see him as one of the top teams in the NFC. I, I can't hand respect. Like, I'm a guy who gives respect when respect is due, but I just I feel like they haven't earned my respect yet this year. Yeah, that was rough. Uh, you guys could hear me say I don't see one of the Packers. Uh, I don't see the Packers as one of the top teams in the NFC, and uh, they haven't earned my respect. And they have since, unfortunately. You know, just a famous case of eating the words. Well, I only have one response to this at the time, and I just feel like you're just jinxing us, man. Um, <laughs> you just keep talking about how this team has <sighs> defied what you thought they were going to be, and you're just 
you're crowning us already. And <laughs> I don't like it because nothing's been done. So, you know what? They still, I mean, they, they still have unfinished business. So, you know, may, you know, maybe they might have finished the number one team in the NFC. But I think the only thing that will claim you being the number one in the NFC is winning the NFC championship. So, until they've done that, um, you know, it's looking good right now. We got the home field advantage, but just I'll just say unfinished business. Unfinished business. Yeah, I mean, that's just a classic case of me eating my words. I had to get – that's the only one that I could think of. I couldn't find the clip of – Justin saying Devontae Adams was overrated. That was the only one I couldn't I couldn't find that shit. I mean, I know I had a hot take early on, and I've I've eat I'll eat my words on it right here. I just didn't think Jamar Chase was gonna was gonna blow up like he did. I think I had him finishing at wide receiver three in the Bengals this yeah, season. You did tell me that you talked about that. I I said, hey, like, you know, I compared him a lot to CeeDee Lamb and how CeeDee Lamb was really great, but you know, Gallup and Cooper had just as good a seasons as he did. And I was expecting Chase to kind of be in that same situation with Higgins mm-hmm. and Boyd. And uh yeah, that just wasn't the case. So that can that can definitely be in, in this segment. Yeah. That was G unit though. I mean, this is just strictly Pinewood. Okay. I mean, thanks for letting me off the hook then, because <laughs> I just remember I was been thinking about that one all year i do i do remember us having that i do remember us having that episode be you and jb g unit chicago land sports radio studios it was a draft episode bears went on to draft justin fields that night i do remember that because we were all talking about it like oh the bears gonna draft justin fields bears gonna move the quarterback and jb was laughing at my girl saying your shot we did we did um so we doing uh what just just hot takes no, we done we done with the hot takes. This is the twenty oh. special hot take. I had oh. you know it's the hottest of the takes. So okay. I had to put it down there. Um going to our football questions. Uh what we're gonna start doing here from here on out every episode. Uh each of us are gonna prepare a football question. Like I said, it can be trivia, an opinion you have, you wanna feel opinions of others. It's just a football question we're gonna ask each other. None of us know what they are, and we're gonna get into answering them. Anyone wanna start us off? I'll start us off here. Um, I mentioned this to you guys last week because, you know, we're, we're not in the offseason yet, but it's just something that I was thinking about, and it's maybe because I'm a big fantasy nerd. And in the dynasty world, it's, it's kind of something that a lot of people are unsure about. But let's just um, – I want to talk about Calvin Ridley here for a second. Let's just hypothetically think that, you know, he's going to be all all right, um, his mental – you know, he took some time off for mental health. Um, and let's just say that he comes back 100%. He's ready to go, and he's ready to play for a team, and that team is not the Atlanta Falcons. Who's somebody that could jump ahead or, you know, go trade for Ridley, bring him in? Because he is, I believe, 27 years old, um, young, very good receiver on a team that isn't isn't really that good. And you know we can we can even go to conspiracies and you know um, I don't I don't like to say anyone's ever lying and I'm not saying he is but you know what if he just wanted out of there and this was his way out you know so what you know let's just say that he's ready to go he's um, his his men, he's taking care of his mental health issues 
um, that kept him from football and he's ready to come back and play, what would be a good spot for him to where, you know, he can maybe bring a team to the next level or to where he can um, put up the numbers he was putting up for Atlanta somewhere else? What, what do you think would be a good fit? You think it what I'm thinking, Justin? Hell yeah. Dubbers. <laughs> I think that'll be good. For... Georgia connection right there out of the gates. You know, maybe it's a super small connection. Wait a minute. Or Alabama. Oh, he did. I'm thinking of Riley Ridley. Riley Ridley and Justin. Is he still there? Would it be a brother reunion? No, we cut Riley Ridley. Damn. I forgot. Calvin went to fucking Bama. Yeah. Damn, I'm thinking of Riley Ridley. I fuck it. I don't care. Chicago Bears, if they're out on A-Rob, which I still think is 50-50, Chicago Bears got to be on that short list to go out there and make a trade for him. I know, I mean, you know, it, it could take a lot, yeah, and the Bears don't exactly have the ammunition. The The Eagles is easily a team that pops up into my head as well, a team with trade ammunition. Uh, they've got three first-round picks in this year's draft, and they were just a playoff team. Um, I feel like they've got to be at maybe the shortest of the short lists. Obviously, Jalen Rager is not playing out. Yeah. Like said, they have three first-round picks, and that's a team that was just in the playoffs. If you want to pair a wide receiver duo together, you got Devonta Smith and Calvin Ridley. I think that'd be a phenomenal wide receiver duo. And you go out there, move one of the first-round picks coming off of a playoff season. I mean, the Eagles' arrows pointing up. And, you know, maybe there's still some 50-50s on Jalen Hurts, but I can see it. I think think, um, for the Bears, I think that's more a me and Will thing. I think for him, that wouldn't be – that's definitely not the best place. But for us as fans, we would love that. We would love for him to come to the Bears. Um, Places that I think he should go, um, I got two. Number one, I'm going to say Baltimore. And maybe this is me being a, a, a personal, because I, I love Lamar Jackson, and I feel like he could use another target. Even though it's a run-first football team, That that's actually probably not the best. But I just want Lamar to have another number one guy, a, a real number one wide out on the side of um, Mark Andrews, you know, so he could, he could spread the ball out a little bit more. I think that's going to help him, him with his uh, passing game. But number one, I'm gonna say Bill, uh, Bill Belichick in the, in the uh, Patriots, man. I think that's the perfect fit. I think he'll be the clear number one. Um, uh, Kendrick to add on to, you know, Kendrick Bourne and 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 those those receivers over there, you know, they yeah they yeah those guys yeah. yeah they don't you know, have they got, nobody. Right, you know, they got the few kind of pass catching tight ends, but they definitely need a, a wide receiver, and I think Calvin Ridley fits in perfect. I think um, Belichick could scheme him in, make sure sure uh, Mac Jones is able to get him the ball, and uh, yeah, man, I think I think the Patriots is, is is number one. I think I think that's the best place for him. I think yeah, I mean if yeah, if we're talking realistic here, uh, I think Chicago would need to get a great play caller, and they'd have to do a lot to land Calvin Ridley. Um, yeah, I mean if we really look at it though, in today's game, how many teams? would not want to go, go after a guy like Calvin Ridley. There's very few teams out there that would probably say, no, we shouldn't go after a guy like Calvin Ridley. And I think that the teams are, what, the Rams and the Bengals, who are from top to bottom loaded Cowboys, but they're potentially moving on from Gallup, um, and they might not have the cap space. But, like, I feel like there's a very more of a short list of teams who should not go after a guy like that. And – 
spend it somewhere else. Yeah, I was um, when I had thought about it, I actually didn't even look up any Calvin Ridley landing spots, yada, yada. I was just kind of thinking of some spots. And the first one that I thought of was New England. And I was just like, wow, this really might happen because, um, you know, you never really hear too much out of New England anyways. But it just made me made me think instantly, you know, they don't have a number one receiver. And from my knowledge, um, uh, Calvin Ridley, he's just a real quiet guy nose down hard worker seems like a bill belichick kind of guy and um let alone from them not having a one a number one receiver him you know um just me thinking of the kind of guy he is um their quarterback mac jones alabama Damian harris alabama so it wouldn't surprise me if they bring in their number one receiver being an alabama product as well and bill belichick had traded his first round pick for a wide receiver and Brandon cooks years back. And I mean, I, at the time, like when you're evaluating what cooks was definitely going to say Ridley has the upper hand on his value at the time of, but then again, um, the Patriots at that time, you know, the team that uh, traded cooks away, which I forget who it was, was it the saints or. Yeah. Saints. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the team that had him at the time, they're probably knowing knowing that they're getting like pick thirty, you know. Or maybe it was the Raiders, or yeah, Saints. Pick, you know, pick twenty nine or pick thirty, somewhere around there. Now, New England has you know um, pick twenty, somewhere somewhere in that range, and you know they they could throw a little more on top of it. So, you know, Bill, he's not been the guy to make big splash moves, but. In a situation like this, it's something I could see. Oh, 100 percent I think it's and you know, Saban and Bill Belichick, they have that connection, you know, similar coaching styles, old school football guys who get it done. And Calvin Ridley flourished in Alabama, and I'm sure he could do the same in New England. That'd get and it. another thing is, was Tua his quarterback in Alabama? I mean, if the if the Dolphins stick, you know, I maybe it wasn't his quarterback, but I mean, I know Hertz was for a little, maybe Tua was for a little bit too. They had to be there at some of the same time. Maybe that's an option too. Who knows? Yeah. What what draft was Ridley? He was 18, I believe, because him and Ro because I wanted him or Roquan Smith, and we went with Roquan. I wanted us to trade back and draft Ridley, but we took Roquan, which I'm extremely happy with now, obviously. Um, but yeah, I feel like there's there's you know lots of landing spots for him. Uh Justin, you want to go next? Um, I just got some quick trivia. Um, not too much, not, you know, not too hard. Just see if you guys, you guys know these, uh, what city did the Redskins play for before they moved to Washington with the football team? Oh, cause I, I had no idea this. Shit, dude. I know a lot of teams bouncing around, but Washington's going to throw me for a loop here. Washington. I mean, I know, like, dude, there's been, like, a lot of teams that have bounced from city to city. But yeah. What? I have no idea. Hold on. And there's no context either, like, <laughs> I've never heard this, but. Is there, is it, like, a big city? It's, um, it's, a. Uh, let me see. I don't want to get away. It's on, it's, it's, it's east, east coast. I figured as much. Uh, Washington. Fuck, they, they didn't start in Baltimore. 
Yeah. Dude, um, I can tell you. It's got, it's got, they, got a, they got a team right now. Pittsburgh? Boston. Boston. Oh, I know, right? Like I've I've never heard that. Yeah. Um that's all to say too is Boston. I don't there's no context with it, nothing. It's Boston. <laughs> really? So yeah. yeah I've never heard of that. Man, right? So um I got two more. Um which undefeated team did the Miami Dolphins beat up to keep their undefeated season in nineteen eighty five intact? Chicago Bears. Yeah, of course. All right, you know. Had 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 to check you out, man. Um, this one probably gonna get y'all. Last one. Which NFL team has a twenty straight winning season? A twenty straight winning season. Uh, they had twenty straight winning seasons. It had to be back, back, back in the day or something like that. Yeah. Ever heard of this team or something? It's. Um, I just saw this recently. I did. Twenty. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy who it is too. It's, oh, uh, I'm gonna say, is it is it the Raiders? Nope. No. Is it the Baltimore Colts? The Dallas Cowboys. No shit. Wow. I have no. I, I don't know what time period. That yeah, no, that was probably in the '90s, '90s and early 2000s. I mean, dude, they were wrote like. When they had Romo, I know they like early two thousands. I can remember they were like the kings of going eight and eight, or nine yeah. and seven. Is that considered a winning season, though? Yep. Yeah. I mean, eight, if you have eight and eight, it's a winning season, right? If you go eight and eight. Oh, uh, I think so. Yeah. That's crazy, but uh, yeah, man, twenty twenty straight winning season. I've never heard that either. So, a little trivia, you know. Oh, it was, dude. I bet I know what it was. I just knew I knew um, John Madden had pretty sure he never had a losing season and he coached for ten years. Right. So I was I was thinking it maybe was a part of that era, but All right, just just tacked another ten on somewhere, yeah. Sixty six to eighty six for the Cowboys. It was Landry. Oh mm-hmm. wow. Yeah. Crazy. Thirteen division titles, five Super Bowl trips, two Super Bowl titles. Nuts. Absolutely nuts. All right, my question for you guys is how many more years do you expect Cliff Kingsbury to be coaching in the NFL? I'm say he's got one more. Yeah. I was going to say like two, maybe three, but I, I, I could see that, Brett. One or two. One or two. You've seen kind of how the last two seasons have played out for Arizona. They've kind of, you know, been a hot team. To start, you know, the Cardinals last year, you know, it was Kyler Murray's second year. They were still six and three, though, um, pretty much with no excuses to not make the playoffs. And the fact that the Bears made the playoffs over them after they were at one point like three and six is just wrong. Um, and then this year, you they started off what seven and oh, right? They were seven and oh at one point, yeah, yeah, seven and oh or eight and oh, Green Bay, and then they lost to Green Bay, and it just they. They lost like six straight, I believe, at one point this season, or something, or like five of their last six, or something. I know they finished off the season three and four, I believe. Okay, all right, it was just not good, not good. Yeah, you got to think. Um, he didn't deserve the job in the first place. I mean, his track record in college wasn't impressive, so he didn't he didn't deserve the job in the first place. Um, another thing, I feel like um, on top of him just not deserving it, his air raid system. I mean, it's straight from college. 
I don't think the league is too fond of it. Like, it's working, but, like, is it working? Like, I, I mean, obviously this was a, a good season, but they – I mean, first playoff first playoff appearance, they lose. Um, so, I mean, you got that going on. And then you got to think – I'm thinking about, like, the Cardinals. I don't feel good about their future. I feel like I don't see how like 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 what's gonna change next year, um, besides them being healthy. If they can be healthy, I don't see nothing major changing. I don't feel like you know what I'm saying. I don't feel like it's it's bright. I mean, not to say Kyler Murray can't you know get even better, but he was he was, he was damn good this season. So um, I don't think that's in his favor either. I don't I don't see them being able to. I don't know what what kind of you know what I'm saying big moves they will make to be a better team. So. Yeah, about one or two years. I agree with you guys. I think it's going to be one more year. Um, I just think that the way the last two seasons have played out for them haven't been good. Uh, and I don't see their division getting much easier and or the conference. You know, I, I think that I see similar results of what I've seen this year going into next season for the Cardinals. And I think he's got one more year left in the league. He was what, Patrick? He was that Texas Tech, right? He was Patrick Mahomes' coach. Yep. And you think that's really the main reason why they brought him in? I have no idea. I have no idea why they brought him in. I don't. I, I, they skipped over so many, so many better candidates. Like it makes zero sense. I have no idea why they looked at him and it was like, yeah, that's the in guy. All, in all reality, though, um, yeah, I totally agree with what you just said. I don't. It, it was puzzling, but I think he's exceeded expect. He's exceeded my expectations. That's for sure. And you know, I could see if I feel like if if they don't make the playoffs next year, he's definitely bounced. But they're in a really tough division, so that kind of sucks. Yeah. But if you know, and I could even see them firing him if they go out like they did this year, like you know, get to the playoffs, um, and just get bounced badly. And I could see them letting. I think the only way that he might even get another year after that is. <laughs> if they win a playoff game. But I feel like, you know, if a team's getting you to the playoffs, um, I think they deserve another year, you know. That's just me personally. Like, like King, I don't, I don't think you fire a coach after making the playoffs. Um, certain circumstances, certain circumstances. Um, like Matt Nagy should have been fired after last season. Yes. Even though he made the playoffs. Yes. Yes. Well, it's, it's, it's up for debate, you know, I think, but I mean, one thing that I've said in the past, bro, is if, if everybody agrees on it, on something, then it's, it's too late anyways. Like, yeah. so, you know, I think now that he's fired, that's good, but it, it's, t- it's just real tough to fire a play up, you know, because if you have a worse, if you have a worse season, you're going to have the people saying, why did we fire Matt Nagy? And then if you, you know, if now that Nagy had the other chance, like it's not like they had too much rolling for him this year. You know, they had a rookie quarterback. It would be nice to get, you know, the year, the, the things rolling with what you know is going to be there in place for a while. But I think it was good he got an extra year, I guess. So you can close the book and have no, no worries. True. Very true. All right, I think that's gonna wrap it up, boys. I love the I love the football questions. I like it, kind of coming in just not knowing what to expect, no prep on the spot kind of shit right there. Some of the hottest takes will be taken. I think the next time we'll do the hottest takes, some of the takes will be coming from these questions. 
Uh, but, you know, we're pushing P over here at the Pinewood Perspective, episode 20. That's a wrap. I'm Will G. I'm B. White. I'm Justin Matthews. This is the Pinewood Perspective.